Welcome to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. This is where we discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to customers and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Uh, we have another guest today. His name is Casey McDonald, and he is, you're one of the owners or the owner? I am the owner. So you're the owner of TubTex, and that's located where? Uh, just north of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, in Newtown, PA. Cool. So um, the, every single time I talk to someone new, the number one thing that I like to know is like their story and how they came up in it so if you can touch a little bit on um how you got started in the business uh and yeah just start the conversation off like that sure um my dad started this company about 40 years ago um in the early 80s uh he purchased a franchise um called permasaram um and uh so you know i grew up um you know as my dad was self-employed, you know, as I was growing up. And um, after high school, uh, I was going to going to college and um, went to Temple University. And in between classes or in the summer, that type of thing, I was uh, doing some refinishing work with them and learning the trade. And then uh, after I graduated, um, you know, we went into business together. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's probably been 20 years right now. So, um, wow. uh you know, I know I've, I've listened to your podcast before, and thanks for having me on. Um, but similar situation. Your parents were, were in this industry, and, um, you know, that's how I got into it. So, um, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. It's it's weird because you don't hear a lot about uh, second-generation companies in this industry, you know? A lot of them are, no. uh, you know, fly-by-nighters, and then we have, like, the people who are just... So there's like three categories that I've seen, right? The fly-by-nighters who like don't really give a hell about like it lasting and just do a half-assed job. Then there's like the people who like are in the middle who like, you know, they, they do a good job, but like they don't really, they kind of treat it like a side hustle. And then there's the ones like us who like actually believe in the industry and think that it's something that's going to be wonderful. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and I haven't heard of anybody else who's second generation until you, which is, part of the reason why I wanted to have you on because I think that, you know, obviously you're older than I am, but seeing the, um, you know, the progression of the industry and, and, you know, stuff like that, we're coming at it from a slightly different angle than a lot of people, especially the side hustle people, which are a lot of the new companies that pop up are those kinds of, you know, they, they take it seriously, but they don't treat it like it could be its own regular thing, like, a full-on business, you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. I mean, we've always treated it like, you know, this is our trade, you know, which is, um, you know, we take a lot of pride in it. Um, and I and I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, and growing up um, as a kid, like I wasn't really as exposed to the tub refinishing part of like the family business. So, like I was just always like intrigued at like, my father had, you know, no boss. He was self-employed. He had his own company. He had a home office, that type of thing. Like I was more like, you know, I always taught more about, you know, that 
he owned a business, you know, more than the tubber finishing. I didn't really, um, I've always been mechanically inclined, that type of thing, but it wasn't until I started doing work with them that I kind of was like, wow, my dad owns this company. I didn't even know really this existed. I was more, you know, always learning about um, being a business owner and uh, self-employment. Um, but, you know, and I can add to like, like you, you mentioned that the three types of, you know, people that seem to be in this industry. And like the other one that, that I might add is like, there's like these large wholesalers that we see a lot in the Northeast mm -hmm. that offer this, the refinishing. And that's kind of been like, you know, pressure that we've had. Um, although they have tons of sales reps and sometimes they get into these properties, they do such a bad job and then they need somebody to come in and fix everything, like kind of hire a pro after they, um, you know, really damaged their, their tubs and tiles, that type of thing. But, um, that's another big, you know, industry that we see the refinishing in is like the wholesale companies where they're kind of like mass producing it. You're referring um, to like the safe step types, the ones that are like big corporations that like do, they kind of undercut everybody. Or are you referring to like general contractors that offer it? Something like that. No, like, um, material wholesalers. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. So our, you know, like our primary business is multifamily housing. Like, and when I talk about the business and like our industry, sometimes I'm kind of like, I feel like part of that industry as well, because all of our work is, is in apartment complexes and multifamily. Um, and they have like building material suppliers that are national companies and they offer um, bathtub refinishing. Um, the price, it's a, it, you know, that we can't compete with the pricing that they offer. They have sales reps and about 12 years ago, we actually linked up and worked as a subcontractor for, for a large wholesaler, a national wholesaler. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we competed with some of the other ones in our area. Um, and these wholesalers are, you know, like Lowe's and Home Depot, that type of thing. Okay. So they're wholesaling the actual material or the labor? Both. So they, you know, they'll, they'll go into an apartment complex who they have counts with and sell everything from cabinets to refrigerators to, um, you know, everything, everything that to, to turn over an apartment. And then they, they about 10 years ago began offering tub refinishing as well. So then they had the, um, their technicians who would come in, um, refinish the fixtures. And then, um, you know, but again, like not a lot of pride in the work, not, you know, and they could really come back and fix it 10 times where, you know, we, we can't really, have any callbacks you know we we have to have limited callbacks it costs us too much money i think one of the most important things for the industry and it, it's part of the reason why i started this podcast on the last one that i did um you know i mentioned it with with marissa um it's talking about the industry openly and having this kind of content for you don't know if a prospective apartment might check out something to see to better educate themselves on the industry because if they knew that tub refinishing could last and wasn't just the same old apartment thing that they're getting super cheap, they would most likely go with paying a little bit more to get something that lasts longer. But because the information's not out there, and what re refinishers tend to do is just try to compete pricing-wise, you're never going to get there. If anything, what you're going to do is further legitimize the reason they should go with the other people, because if you're lowering your cost to try to compete, well, then quality's going to suffer. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and really, I mean, until recently, like, 
you know, I've, I've very rarely ever even met another tub refinisher, you know, like if you're an electrician, you, you know, you meet a couple electricians a week. Yeah. Um, so really until really like social media, I mean, I would rarely run across other refinishers. I, I know a few local guys that, uh, and you know, we never really get in each other's way again, like they target more residential and, and we, we, but there's plenty of work so and it's always been that way because there's there's this is such a niche and there's so few of us but um yeah i mean but we don't have a sales staff really to go out and promote that this is a trade and hey you'll get you you might get 10 residents through this apartment multiple turns and i mean they they take a lot of abuse the apartment tubs because you know, maintenance has to work on these things as they turn over, whether they get new tile jobs, new plumbing, that type of thing is is really, um, you know, it's tough on, on tubs. Guys are uh, putting tools in, in the bathtubs. They're, they're putting carpets. They're loading them up with trash. But, you know, we, we like to think that our we're going to get multiple turns turnovers out of out of our, our, our work, you know, and, and it's going to save them money in the long run. It's not their money, so sometimes they don't care. But... Um, and, and sometimes they just want the tub to look perfectly brand new for that that new move in, which yep. um, is great. So, and you said your primary your primary is commercial right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Multifamily. And- um, we'll mix in a few residentials. Um, you know, enough people in our area see our vans, our trucks, and everything like that. But our company's really been designed over the years to. Uh, work on those maintenance turnover schedules, be on site with maintenance supervisors, apartment managers, that type of thing. And that's really like kind of how we, you know, what we target the most and how we, we create such volume. Have you had luck with hotels as well? It's been a while. Um, I, I <laughs> recently I've been talking about it um, with my dad, you know, because, you know, we, we came across your podcast and, and we saw some of the hotel work and, We've we've done some hotel work, but it has been a while. Um, it, you know, I'm trying to think. It's maybe five years since we were were in a hotel, but it, I, you know, I, we'd love to do. I have the opposite issue where like apartments always tell me no. Especially, I don't know. You know, it might be a city thing because Orlando is a touristy place. So there's you know a thousand hotels here. I mean, more than that, they're everywhere. Uh, right. And, and there's a lot of apartments too. But like you said, I always struggle with them because they don't want to pay the price. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of the thing. And again, it goes back to not having, you know, enough content out there from other people. And even myself, I mean, you know, thinking of it, just hearing you talking here, like how great would it have been if you go and do like an onsite estimate and record the shitty ass job that they have. And then that way you can show the next guy like, Hey, this is what you can expect for that price, because this is what I quoted at the other place. And you want to see what the other place had? This is what they had. And, you know, we don't think about those things at the moment, but those are little things that we can do to, you know, help kind of sway them in the right direction as far as like pricing and, you know, quality expectation for what they're paying. Uh, exactly. And to, to pay for a good a good product. I mean, um, you know, like I, I look at a lot of these the, the social media ads and everything and the and some of the posts and it's like it's just over, you know overwhelming with like before and after and like that's great and they they look nice and you know I'm I'm sure most of them are providing good work but it's like unless you feel it you really don't even know if it's a good job like you, you know like an after picture just says nothing and like it's it's not until like some of these um, 
supervisors or engineers or who, who's running, running the turnovers like actually gets in there feels the tub and then they know like you know okay this this is a good coat this is looks really nice this feels nice it's not you know gonna cut your feet you know so mm -hmm. um there's a lot to you know actually them witnessing the work you know yeah that's, and, that's also true and and i mean little things that people could do out there i mean if you can swing doing a demo for free financially, you know, that's also, that's a good way to like kind of get your foot in the door and be like, Hey, this is what you can expect with us. And the clear difference, you know, between the quality. Um, that's one thing I preach. Yeah. We've, we've done quite a few of them and I was, you know, and, and then I'll, I'll constantly go back and say, how's that first freebie holding up? And it's like, you know, that just, reinforces that the work is is there's quality there you know so um you know maybe they're getting three or four turnovers on that apartment with our original um free demo job so yeah i agree a hundred percent you know it's it really doesn't cost you a ton um but i know there's a cost there and and you know you know some you know some people can't afford to do it or mm -hmm. they're not ready to do that yet but it's a good investment to, to do it and then what happens a lot of time in in the apartment industry is all of the your insurances and um, are, are carried by a third party. So once you get in with the apartment complex and you've submitted all your your COIs to the third party and you can become on the vendor list, well then their their other properties are gonna you know Start look to the vendor list, find out maybe then call call the property manager. Hey, you know you you guys use Tubtex. What do you think? How are they? You know do they show up on time? Does the stuff hold up and that's kind of how it the ball gets rolling you only really need it to get into the door of a couple um you know do good work you know and then but but again the pricing is certainly based on volume rather than if you're in a residential setting and typically what would you say like so as far as pricing have you kind of gotten them to reconsider and like kind of pony up a little bit more or are they still kind of like you know tight-fisted or it depends on the property it's tough. Um, you know, a lot of the properties that I encounter, mm -hmm. they take the lowest bid. They'll take three bids and they take the lowest. They don't even consider um, the work. I mean, and I, I don't want to speak for all of them because there's there's plenty that, that you know, especially like the smaller companies, you know, they, they really, they'll listen to you, you know, that where the owner is really involved and, you know, but the national companies, a lot of times they're, you know, they're taking the lowest bid. So we have to be competitive with, um, some of the some of the companies that are that are our competition and and then you know be efficient and and try to make money on that price you know um, and then there's some some add-ons or you know whenever we're spraying a tub and tile that's that's great um, it looks great it holds up tile I mean tile refinishing holds up you know phenomenally um, and if you know you're adding a non-slip or anytime there's stripping that type of thing you know is is great you know but um it's a tough it's tough to negotiate much higher um recently we've been adding some some charges for gas just with the current um situation. economic situation to, to cover you know some gas um for the most part people have been accepting it i think a lot of vendors and contractors are, are tacking that on uh we're not tacking on a ton that's for sure and i fully plan to remove that once things settle down but um you know but some people say, no, 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 we're not going to pay this. You know, you yeah, can no. take it or leave it and we'll get someone else. So, you um, know, business. Can, can I ask you, uh, 
if you're you know if you're comfortable sharing or if not you give me a range of more or less what you're what you're charging for something like what for the services you know tub tub and tile or yeah so pretty much it's three hundred dollars for a tub refinish 305 um it's an additional 65 if we have to strip a previously refinished surface um it's just under 600 if we're doing the tub and, and 50 square foot like a tub and surrounds because it's basically two tubs um and um a full bath in an, an apartment is about eight eight fifty you know mm-hmm. um once we get into full bath we're kind of considering like a tub and a hundred square foot of tile refinishing um you know if we go in and it's 110 square foot and there's soap dishes everywhere or it's a more complicated tile around a window or tile you know to the ceiling you know there's you know we we adjust you know charge appropriately but for the most part we're about three hundred dollars for for a tub in uh in the multifamily. uh out here i've had apartments tell me that unless i can get down to a buck 25 that they're not calling me <laughs> oh. yeah i don't know if regionally there's you know if the, the northeast is different um we do service north jersey like just outside of new york as well Mm -hmm. um the pricing's a little bit higher up there and like you know we got into a lot of places just because like we went up there and we kept our prices the same this was years ago and Mm -hmm. live and learn and then we find out what like guys outside of new york city are charging for tub refinishing and we were able to come up on our prices a little bit but um you know i'm sure regionally there's there's differences but that i mean I, i know what materials cost that's really you know that a hundred dollars it's you know it's impossible and you wouldn't even want to work for somebody that's unwilling to pay an appropriate um yeah price for your labor yeah i had one apartment complex that i kind of convinced to pay like 375 i think it was but um you know they they were one of those people that were like they would call you one day and be like i need it tomorrow and never give you a heads up and it's like i can't i don't operate like that you know i'm not going to kick someone off the schedule to prioritize somebody else like that doesn't, you know, that's not, that's not cool. It's, a lot of the times I have people who are waiting a long time. Uh, so, you know, that's like pretty much the only experience. Everything else we do is primarily residential and hotels. I mean, we do okay. a lot of hotel work. Um, the interesting thing with us though has been recently, like the last five years, I'd say, I mean, calls from outside of the state all the time. We did a hotel in Puerto Rico. We just finished in May. And uh, we did a hotel in the Virgin Islands about two years ago. Um, we've done work in Virginia and Tennessee. Um, yeah, we, we've, I mean, we've gone around. And it's, it's pretty interesting to, to see. And um, I've found over here that hotels are willing to pay a little bit more in the Orlando area. But the real, like, ticket is getting the ones that are not in your area. Because they're willing to pay a lot more, like a lot more. The, we did a hotel, in, in the one in Puerto Rico, it was 93 units, um, but we did jetted tub conversions, which, you know, you take the jets off and, uh, you know, seal them and all that, but they paid $1,000 per unit. And, oh, man. And they covered, yeah. they covered lodging, they covered, like, like, per diem, you know, for food and stuff. And pretty much any material expenses that we had to buy on the island because, you know, you can't fly like lacquer thinner and all that stuff over there. It's flammable. <clears throat> so you have to buy right. it over there. And it's more expensive. 
So that's and been. How that's did you good. hook up with this? Was this a hotel like a comp, like a hotel that you were working for in Orlando area and like associated with it with the the one in Puerto Rico or kind of? So the one advertising the one in Puerto Rico. See, we don't really advertise it. It's it, 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 like actually putting money behind it. We just have a thing on our website that mentions that we travel, um, but kind of like that. So we do, we do the Hyatt and International Drive. It's a Hyatt Regency, and it's the biggest one, like, I think, in the United States. I found, I'm not sure. It, it used to be the Peabody, which was, like, really famous. Um, and this, this hotel has, like, 3,000 rooms, but we got in with them doing maintenance. Uh, basically, they would call us, like, for four or five tubs at a time. And I think that the Hyatt in Puerto Rico got us off the vendor list, but they knew we were in Orlando and they were just like, yeah, but you guys come highly recommended and we don't really want anybody else. So just tell them, tell us how much it costs. And when you're in that territory, I mean, I don't doubt they would have said yes to 15 or 2000, honestly, because it's a huge undertaking. You're talking about moving crew thousands of dollars worth of material and like, you know, actual like equipment flights People are uncomfortable. They're out of their house. You have to pay them more to put up with that type sure. of stuff. And and those have been really good. I mean, the one that we did in the Virgin Islands was just regular tubs. And this was five years ago where, like, the tub market was a lot more competitive because there was a lot of people charging, in our area at least, like 200 bucks. Like, it was super cheap. And we charged them, like, 550 per tub. And I think we did, like, like 150 50 or something it's not you know it's not bad like when you start getting yeah. into that territory it's good the local commercial stuff also is pretty good like we do a hotel for universal and uh for universal studios in orlando <clears throat> and there's 1800 bathtubs in that place um now there i did wheel and deal a little bit to get it because it's just so convenient you know talking about 20 minutes away from where all, me and all my guys live it's right there and so i i got them down uh, well, I got them at like 300 and then additional for stripping and stuff like that. Well, how do you, how do you offer a warranty to the, the properties that are in the Caribbean? Um, well, I mean, is, <laughs> how does that work? So, all right. So basically they understand that we're not going to jump on a plane if one of them is bad. Like they, they, it's, you know, it's common sense. They know that if they're reaching out from, you know, from over there to over here in Florida where I am that I yeah, can't they need somebody that yeah they trust to work right yeah and, and and they they also understand that if one thing goes wrong well then hey we can handle it but if it becomes a larger issue we're talking about 20 or 30 rooms then yeah we got to warranty it now I always gotcha. tell them because like like I can't be lenient on my warranty for them I'm like you need to read it you need to you know master it everybody who gets hired here who does cleaning needs to know because if you don't follow everything word for word on the warranty, then I'm not going to come fix it. Because if it's in Orlando, it's like a 10 minute fix. And, you know, for, you know, you want to make sure the customer's happy and all that stuff. But it, I can't just jump on a plane because somebody decided to use like soft scrub. That's not my problem. And yeah, so right. like I'll put up with it sometimes and I'll just tell the hotels in my area like, hey, stop using it. I'll fix it this time as a courtesy. But like, let's get it together over there. It's like one strike and you're out. And I make that clear from the beginning like that's it if it's an issue that you know that we had we'll do it which we did we uh when you're doing those conversions obviously you're using bondo and stuff like that and sometimes the bondo in the humidity doesn't dry really well so there was like 10 rooms i'd like to say that 
had a couple like bubbling issues on the Bondo area. And so we flew back and we fixed it and we came back. But again, you, you justify that because they're paying more. That's part. Sure. You account for all this stuff, you know, they're, you know, they're basically taking care of you. You're getting a hotel and it's a nice place. I mean, we stayed on property at like a five star hotel and it was free. It was pretty cool. But you know, they're also giving you money to feed you and doing all this extra stuff. So part of that amount that you profit, you take into account that I might have to go back. And if I do, well then this is why I charge them so much. Yeah, there's room there to do that. I, yeah. I completely understand. Yeah, ah, neat. Yeah, that's that that's amazing. I mean, that's like um, I was discussing this with my with my father when we were uh, talking about today's podcast, and I'm like, you know, showing him my on Instagram. He's like, oh, we got to figure out how to get to Puerto Rico and do some tubs. I'm like, yeah, I hear you, man. Like, uh, the you logistics know, is very, scenery is a little different in North Jersey, that's for sure. Yeah, the the logistics are crazy for something like that. Because I all right, so. Uh, the first podcast guest I had in house was uh, his name is Jonathan from a company called Perfect Surface Glazing, uh, okay. and he's in Tampa, Florida. Uh, and we've become really good friends and stuff. But he came on the podcast, and it just so happened that we got really busy here with residential stuff, and I had another project. So I was like, you know what? Let me ask him if he would like to come to Puerto Rico with me. Yeah, I saw, I saw it on the on the cast. Yeah, and he. Yeah, he, that's awesome. He just jumped at the opportunity, and you know, we went over there. I mean, I didn't know him, uh, you know, I didn't know him like that. But I, I asked him if he would be down, and he said yeah, and we agreed. And that's something that uh, here's another little thing of the old Puerto Rico project. So they didn't want to wait for our technicians. Um, because we had this thing with, with Universal, and we were waiting for kind of their down season to come before we went. But, and, and so they were like, hey, we will like pay for labor if you guys can come faster. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so oh, wow. they, they ended up paying for the labor for him and his crew. So I got like the full amount of money, plus they, I didn't have to pay their labor at all. <laughs> so all right. yeah, and, and it's because they didn't want to wait until until you know August or September, whenever the hell we we were we were, you know, we were going to be very busy. Well, we are right now, and so yeah, we we kind of did that, and and it worked out. So yeah, I mean, it's just about like letting people know. I mean, I would if if that's something that you're interested in, just um, just mention it on your website that you do it because even the big companies don't, you know. Like Miracle Method doesn't post that they go international and they don't like, you know, and, and the thing is, when they reach out to a company from here, from the United States, anywhere in the continental U.S., they expect to pay more. Trust me. Yeah, right. There's no surprises. <laughs> gotcha. Huh. That's yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, yeah, we'd probably um, we'd do something like that in a heartbeat, I think. I mean, you know, it would be you know something we'd have to mix in just with i mean we have our demand daily demand is is crazy so like we have guys that are on site on certain properties like every tuesday like they uh, they need our guys need to be there they really just check in with that maintenance supervisor they don't really even you know on those days they're not even dealing with me they leave our shop they get to the site and then they're jumping right in and getting on their um into their their turnover schedule um you know and then they, they report back to me with with what was completed that type of thing but so you know we're just constantly i mean six we work saturdays like six days a week we're just um 
you know, constantly spraying apartment turnovers. So, so, so that would be the that would be the real challenge. Is like, you know, I it's like I, I need more guys as it is. Yeah. How how do you structure like so so the because I've been trying to figure out how to do this like for hotels because we, so hotels do do like prevent preventive maintenance same thing similar to what apartments do. Um, so. So you structure it like, hey, I can have my guys come on this day and handle whatever's necessary that day and kind of try yep. to do it like that? So certain properties, yeah. Um, it, that that takes um, – so we encounter all types of different customers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And some of the really organized um, supervisors in, the, in, the, the, in big complexes are, are, can really do it that, that way. They, they can anticipate how many turnovers they have each month. Um, they have a budget. And they can, you know, keep, you know, we check in like monthly, that type of thing, just to make sure, all right, there's going to be, there's going to be volume coming up in the next, you know, next month. And we have a ton of move outs and that type of thing. And, um, and then, you know, we, we kind of keep a guy there and um, he has them, you know, we do a lot of repair work. um, Mm -hmm. So not just refinishing, like a lot of times we're just, you know, they'll give us a list of five or six tubs that have, chips or scratches or that type of thing and i love repairs i love you know focusing on doing repair work it saves my customers tons of money um there's it's very low cost for us and i i think we do such awesome job on on you know keeping that original course on surface a lot of times so um so yeah uh, and then you know then i have other properties that you know they're gonna call me in about an hour from now and say they need a guy there tomorrow um but because we focus only on multifamily, you know, we're kind of structured to do that. We kind of have, we kind of do our schedule in a way that we're ready for a next day service. We charge a next day service fee and we have kind of a guy kind of always ready that, you know, if we have to, if we have to squeeze something in next day, then we're ready for it, you know? And so how, how so in the time where they're not just at another property and they're anticipating or you're anticipating that somebody might call, what do you have them do? Just shop work or? Like supervise what do you have them do Nah, like a lot of times they'll be on though you know we'll, we'll set up like two-man crews we're rarely we have guys work by themselves um you know so um you know or we'll have you know a, a guy will come and help somebody and then if we get a call and he's got to branch off that's kind of what we do a lot of you know we'll you know he's got to jump somewhere else say we help somebody get prepped um and then really the second guy doesn't need to be there unless there's multiple tubs that need to be prepped next. And then he'll jump off and go, go do a tub. I mean, it has to be, it can't be, Hey, I need you tomorrow for five tubs. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's gotta be an appropriate amount. And we can always say no, but um, again, I hate the idea that they would then call in someone else. Um, There's one specific company, a really large wholesaler in our area that can, can be there in an hour. Uh, They charge less than us. Their work is, is not is not like what ours is um like i was referring to earlier mm-hmm. but but they'll call them in a heartbeat and then that's money we lose and work we lose and you know i can't stand that how many properties do you do in your area like that are regulars uh right now i'd say probably around 50 to 70 apartment properties in our area that we work out consistently wow um, and how, how'd you acquire yeah. that like it, you don't have to tell me like secrets or nothing, but like no. what kind of marketing or whatever. Okay. So honestly, the, my dad, um, my dad started with multifamily. Um, 
he, when he started the company, he was he was just doing residential by himself, and he you know he got a he got called from a friend of his who was managing a local apartment and started refinishing the tubs there, and then it you know it trickled on to the next one and the next one and um and then once once I started. Once I got involved with them, I, I went to school for marketing. I really wanted to try to, you know, grow the company. And we started doing a lot of trade shows. So we were doing like the multifamily housing trade shows, the regional trade shows, or even some of these uh, larger properties and owners have their own in-house trade shows that we would get invited to or, you know, sponsor that type of thing. Um, we, we don't have a, a, a giant advertising budget or anything like that, but um, you know, we would spend the money to, to go to these trade shows, um, meet the people, talk to the people, and then follow up with them, you know, a few weeks later. And again, once you really get in and you're on their vendor list and, you know, you really, then it's kind of like word of mouth in, in the, with each property. A lot of these properties reach out to one another, especially for a trade like ours, where there's not a whole ton of, a whole lot of people in it. Um, and also like, you know, if a maintenance guy loses his job one place or finds a job somewhere else, they usually just bring us along with them. That happens a lot, you know. So yeah, that happens um, with but, us with hotels too. I've I've had that happen multiple yeah. times. So yeah, that's similar there. Yeah, and then I mean, we, you know, other advertising really just, you know, we we don't really do a ton of advertising. Um, it's our trucks are are have our logos on it we we try to hand out tons of merch whenever we get some we hand it out to the the, the staff and you know and try to keep a good relationship and just um you know do a great job and hopefully they recommend us or when they go to another property or they if they get promoted to a regional that you know they spread us around a little bit and then you know we owe it to them to do to do a great job so um that's really how we've spread through um apartments and i mean we you know there's plenty of plenty of times that we get involved with apartment um apartments that we can't work for they're just too difficult they're um what you know you know tons of issues that we've had that you go you know what this is this is bad for business this is stressful we're not making enough money and you know when they're talking about the you know how much you're making at maybe one site and the number sounds really big and it's like you know but you know, if if if, the, if it's not working out, and you're gonna, you know, in the end, you might lose money, or you might be missing an opportunity somewhere else, dealing with something like that. And then there's the late payers, and it's all 30 day pay, and all that's become way later than 30 days in the past year or so. And since the pandemic, it seems like everything's slow. So managing cash flow with when you're only dealing with like a commercial account is. It's a whole other aspect that's challenging for a small business, you know? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I I kind of cut ties with a hotel that we used to do work with a lot because they changed from 30 to 60, and I'm just like, you guys are crazy. Like, I can't wait. First of all, they would call me, like, maybe once every, you know, like, couple weeks. And, and it was decent, but at the same time, it's like I can't justify waiting 60. 30 is already kind of like a pain in the ass, but, like, 60 is just like, no. <laughs> And yeah, that's yeah, because the ones that aren't going to be 60, that they're going to be late payers, then you have, you know, however much on the street. And it's, you know, that's the stuff that keeps you up at night, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so 
let me go ahead. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and let's let's cut the episode here. We're about 35 minutes in, so we went a little bit over, but that's fine. Um, and what right. we'll do is we'll we'll pick the conversation back up on the next one. Nothing's going to change on your end. You're just going to see the outro, and then we'll just start another one from the beginning, okay? Okay. Cool. Great. Awesome. There you go. You just listened to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to ask any questions or suggest topics for the next episode by following at Bathtub Guys on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And thanks for listening.